Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yep. Love Talk Radio. It's the Late Show with Francie Weatherman. Here on Francie and Friends. 
And I'm really excited about this episode because I love our guest. I mean, honestly, he's like, without a doubt, one of the nicest guys you'll ever want to meet, that you're ever going to meet. Sal Lizard is with us today. Yay! There we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm really excited about I'm really excited about this show because Sal he's he's been on the show a couple of times and he's just such an all around straightforward you know lovely person loves everybody. I mean that that's him. I mean he has to. He's Santa Claus. That means you know, we 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 got him just in time because uh, you know we're we're already coming into fall, so uh, it's around the corner. You know, we, uh, yeah. Do you mean do you mean pumpkin spice season? Uh, no, I mean, I mean Halloween. You know, <laughs> one of the greatest oh, yeah, holidays Halloween, of all yeah. time. <laughs> yep. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Pumpkin spice. I'm telling. Okay. Okay. I'm telling you, Sunday night, I'm going to do a little, I'm going to have a pumpkin spice song lit up on the switchboard. We're, we're going to do a pumpkin spice song. All right. And uh, don't forget, Sunday night, we are going to have Jason, Wolfgang, Gaylord. Woohoo! So, All man, right. we're, we are, we are busy little bees. Bees. But yeah, you're right. We're, we're getting, we're getting sal just in time because Christmas is, you know what? Right now we're talking about pumpkin spice season. We're going to be in the Christmas season, and we're going to be like, remember, we were just talking about pumpkin spice and Halloween. What happened? Well, that's a very good question. So, but I got to need a better question. For no one. Yeah, that's true. So, since we got out ahead of time, does that mean we get to give Sal our Christmas list now? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Be prepared, Sal. We got we got a I'm sure William has a really long, long list. Alright, before we get to we before we get to Sal, don't forget we do have to pay the bills here. So here's our sponsor, Mr. Nicholas Grabowski with Black Bed Sheet Books. Yeah. <clears throat> Hello, everybody. We've got a lot going on at Black Bedsheet Books, uh, especially, uh, gee, what a summer. And now we're getting into the greatest time of the year, which you're just talking about. You just mentioned Halloween. And I am um, now actually outside with my cell phone. Um, while I am talking, I am bringing out the Halloween stuff, more of the Halloween stuff. We got a lot of stuff to get ready for our big Halloween event that we always have every Halloween, trying to top 900 trick-or-treaters this year by over a thousand, hopefully, and um, we're going to be well prepared. So, (laughs) as we speak, too, and bringing stuff down, putting stuff up, all that jazz. But with Black Bedsheet Books, though, we've got um, we've got about four books coming out this. uh, in September, before October happens, including uh, uh, stuff by Fred Weehy, Raina Young, Miss Misery herself, and um, we've uh, got Carson Buckingham, and we also have um, uh, uh, Chuck W. Chapman's 
new book, which he was just, uh, he was here on Trancing Friends on Sunday night. And so we've got those to, to like, uh, wrap up. And we also have, and this is the first time you've heard it on Trancing Friends, but Tom Gade Olawson, which uh, has a great horror poetry book out uh, uh, from us about three years ago. Um, He is uh, the host of Swedish Hauntings. Um, in Sweden, and uh, he's coming out with some really fine, like horrifying, greatly entertaining stuff. Uh, so look cool. out for that. And as always, um, go to blackbedsheetbooks.com for everything Black Bedsheet. Also, uniquely um, at uh, Facebook uh, on our Facebook groups groups page, um, we have like a, as I've often said, we have a legitimate page on Facebook. But everybody pays attention to the group page, and that's where you find brand new announcements before any any before we release it anywhere. So, anywho, yep, um, and uh, and because I'm putting up Halloween stuff, I'm putting up black bedsheet posters everywhere, including posters of uh, books of our authors and stuff, which are up like 24/7 around here. If you look here at Black Bedsheet Studios. Even on YouTube, I'll give you a tour. Look it up. It's really neat. Um, but I'm putting up more <laughs> because it's not just about Halloween. It's about exploiting our books. Fred Weehy is going to be here signing free books. So I'm going to be signing free copies of my novelization of Halloween 4 as usual until they run out, as usual. And they run out soon. And we're giving out candy. We're going to try to have, like, um, uh, local businesses, local restaurants, like uh, pass out like little free hors d'oeuvres on toothpicks, things like that. So uh, it's going to be unique this time. We're opening up the backyard, and like last year where we couldn't because of COVID, uh, it's going to be fantastic. So uh, Black Pitchy Books, I'm juggling with the um, the whole like uh, Halloween thing. So um, I guess I guess that's it uh, for Hansi. That's it. It sounds like it's a lot. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I will say, the, the, little, the little guy works around the clock. He really does. I'm, I'm not the night owl. I will fall asleep at 10 o'clock, and I might wake up to go potty, and I might come out here and at 3 o'clock in the morning, still at the computer, tapping away. I couldn't keep so, yogurt in the refrigerator to get that separate. So, Nick, what's your secret then? What's my secret? I'm a vampire. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm an alien. <laughs> there we go. That works. <laughs> I'm something. I, I don't know what I am, honestly. It, it's called ambition, I think. Ambition versus I have to do this or else. <laughs> no, Someone let people down and, you know, you have to busy yourself and get some, get stuff done in life to give your life more and more meaning and to influence people and inspire others. I think that actually I got, a, I got a little philosophical there, but when it comes right down to it, I think that's it. Well, hey, I, I, that, that's oh, yeah. really work. You know you what? I want to, yeah. no, you can't. I, uh, before I, um, I'm going to um, go for about five minutes, do a couple of things in the yard, come back to the show. But I wanted to say about Sal, it's uh, really kind of funny because uh, Francie has um, a, um, um, a bearded dragon that she adores uh, named Hermie. 
And I was going, you know what? You know what's a great name for a bearded dragon? Sal Lizard. And I I was going to mention that. And Sal, you're on. Hello there. Hey. Yeah, I was. Nick did actually tell me that right before we were called in to open up the switchboard and everything. And I said, you know what? I'm going to tell Sal the next lizard we get, we're going to name him Sal. You know what's funny is, is that I always, uh, I always, when we would watch like uh, Game of Thrones and things like that, I would uh, assure my granddaughter and my, well, my grandchildren because they like uh, dinosaurs. I would say, you know, dinosaurs, dragons, those are just big lizards. And I'm kind of a big lizard. And yes, I am a bearded lizard, so. <laughs> there we go. We, we, got, all, we, got, we got all the tech bar. Yeah. Got that checked off, man. You got my endorsement. <laughs> All right. And, and I, I, I don't want Harmony to go, believe me. I I don't want to kill him off just to get a new lizard to name him Sal. Hopefully it might be 20 years from now because they do live a long time if you take care of them. He's doing pretty good. That's right. Uh, you know, I might... I might Tag you on some kind of social media, whatever available. Twenty years later, and I'm gonna say, "Here's Sal. Sal, meet Sal." <laughs> you know, I always tell people they'd say, "You know, uh, what? What are you gonna? Do? How uh, are you gonna kill yourself the way you're going?" And I go, are "You kidding? I plan on living to be 325 years old." And they oh, said, wow. "Really?" And I. Yeah, and he said, why so long? I said, first off, I just want to outlive my wife. And then the other thing is I said, I just want to piss everybody off. (laughs) (laughs) Two good reasons. Yeah. I'm already already telling people, hell, I'm I'm 60 years old. I'll say what the hell I want to say. You know, I don't have any regrets about it. You know, when people go, you're plain spoken. I go, yep, I've lived long enough that I can just say what I want to say now. Exactly. Yeah. I think you just say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. guess what? The filter's for? off. <laughs> uh, what, is, what is Sal short for? Oh, he wants to know what Sal is short for. Uh, I, I'm curious. Sal? Is he. Out? Did we lose him? No, he's still there. Hmm. Sal? Hello? Up, oh, up, oh, nope, we lost him. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, oh, no. I was going to say, oh, my gosh, I, I, I hope he didn't. We'll wait for him. Whoa. He'll call. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, while we're while we're waiting for him, uh, Nick, when are you going to start hanging up some flyers for the for the Halloween uh, shindig? Uh, flyers, flyers. Well, probably flyers on social media. It's like old school to like put them up on uh, telephone poles and 
nobody cares anyway. But um, uh, but, yeah. um, uh, but uh, you know, uh, all we have to do is actually start decorating, and and just like um, just like the Kevin Costner movie, Field of Dreams. You know, if you if you build it, they will come, they and will come. it happens every year. You just have to put that, them that, up. That, but that we've means- also, Francie even tells me that people, like on Facebook, uh, local people have been asking. Uh, uh, you are putting up your Halloween stuff this year, aren't you? And stuff. So we've already gotten feedback. But, good, um, good. Yeah. I, yeah, I hope that that, uh, that, uh, that with Sal Lizard, it wasn't like a secret, kind of like a, a something where he's not supposed to say what his name is short for. <laughs> uh, he, he's got to like call back, though. I, I'm yeah, sure that will. there's no offensive with the I, I thought that um, that was a good uh, way to help start things off because I, I kind of always wanted to know what is it. I always thought that it was Salisbury steak. Oh. Hold on. But well, I wanted to tell him that while he called. <laughs> but, no, actually, I've met him person uh, to person okay, a few times. Got him. Got him. He's really He's great. He's back. Huh? Oh, yeah. There he is. There he is. I made that joke about Mark and Big Dolphin. He got rid of me. Welcome back. I was was going to make a joke. I was trying to think of a joke. He was talking about that. And we're like, uh, Nick did have a question for you right before we lost you. What was it? It was what Sal short for. Oh, Sal? Yeah. Uh, you, You know what? Uh, actually, Sal is short for Salvatore, but I got to tell you, a lot of children have asked me about my name because they go, you know, so many children give me a Santa, so they go, how come people call you Sal? And I go, well, you know, at large, it's when you're away from where you're expected to be. Everybody expects Santa to be at the North Pole. When I'm not, I'm Santa at large, and people just call me Sal. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> I, I, th- yeah. I think that's great. I think I think that's completely awesome. I, I, now, I never would have dreamed that that was the answer. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you something I learned a long time ago. It's really helpful. Uh, a lot of times when I meet guys who want to follow the same profession, I tell them, you've got to be quick on your feet. Children want to believe. You just got to give them a reasonable explanation for something. Fortunately for me, I think fast enough that that's what I came up with when a child asked me about Sal. You know, it just popped right into my head. I've been lucky that way. I, I actually think that's a great story. I, I really do because it will make the kids sit there and go, "Oh, okay, that makes that makes sense." Well, now I got to tell you another story. One time, you know, during the off season, Santa only works, you know, like just a couple of months there. Now, all the rest of the time, he's supposed to be making toys, but that's what he's got elves for. So, in order to check upon the kids, you know, one of the ways he does it is he substitute teaches. So one year I was a substitute teacher, and I was in this class of unruly children. And the principal told me, said, you know what? If you can just manage to keep them together for half a day, we'll try to get somebody else in here to relieve you. And I said, okay. 
Well, while I was in there uh, getting ready, the bell rang, so I told the children, I said, please take your seat. And so nobody, I mean, they didn't want to. So I told them, I said, you know what, what's your name? And this one person who was uh, standing there said, told me his name, so I wrote it on the board, and then I wrote naughty above it. Ah. And, then, <laughs> and then there were some children that were sitting in their seats, so I wrote nice, and I put their names because I could tell by the seating chart who they were. And so what happened was uh, uh, this one, uh, you know, pretty soon one of the kids who was talking, I put him on the naughty list, and somebody pointed it out to him, and he goes, hey, I don't want to be on the naughty list. And I said, well, you don't believe I'm Santa, do you? And he goes, well, you look like Santa. He goes, I don't want to take a chance. So later <laughs> on, the... He had his bets. Yeah, got to play it safe. <laughs> yeah, later on, the principal comes in, and he goes, I can't believe how quiet everybody is, and they're studying. And I said, yep, and he goes, how did you get him to do that? And I said, it's real simple. I pointed to my naughty nice list on the board, and he goes, he laughs. He goes, oh, yeah, like you're Santa. And he walked away, and I looked at the kids, and I said, see, even adults don't always believe it. And so what happened was that, but it was funny because these were like, uh, I guess, junior high school kids. But people want to believe. Probably one of the best uh, examples of an adult was when I was at a bar one time, just outside it. I wasn't in the bar. But it was Christmas time. And these two guys were fighting. And I just walked up and said, hi, guys, how are you doing? And all of a sudden, this one guy goes, Sands close. <laughs> and <laughs> they were drunk, but, you know, <laughs> so I kind of attributed to that. Yeah, it's kind of like, well, uh, you can't fight in front of Santa. You just can't do it. Yeah, you don't want to yeah. piss off Santa. No, definitely not. Uh, no, yeah. no. But, you know, though, that I have my darker side. <laughs> well, of course. I mean, we, 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 we've all seen Krampus Island and Krampus part, part, huh? <laughs> you got well, the Krampus part. Well, I heard Tom say earlier, I think that was you, Tom, what did it said you were a vampire? No. No, that, no, was, that was me. I wrote a vampire. Yeah. Oh, okay. What happened was there was a time... I went to a convention just to sign autographs because everybody wants my autograph. I don't know why, but but somebody, it was a horror convention, and that's a horror with three R's, by the way. Just didn't want anybody to get confused. And uh, so I'm sitting there at my table, and people are walking by, and even though I was dressed in regular clothes, they kept saying, what's standing doing at a horror convention? See, you know what I did? I had in a movie where I played a vampire, and I had to have my fangs with me and these black lenses, so I stuck oh. them in, and suddenly everybody started calling me the Vampire Santa, and the goth kids loved me. And so, you know, they're kind of, they're usually naughty, but yeah. um, they started <laughs> hanging out with me, and I found out something really interesting. You know, when you're an actor, people ask you whether you'd rather be the good guy or the bad guy in a movie. And oh, yeah. Yeah. More often than not, everybody wants to be the bad guy. More fun. Yeah. Those bad guys, they have the best lines. Yeah. And the other yeah. thing is you, it's have, more fun. you have much more. Yeah. You have much more flexibility. The good yeah. guys are locked into being good all the time. Whereas if you're a bad guy in a movie, you can still do good things sometimes 
I mean, generally you're bad, but you still like. Well, you could be a bad good guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. So what happened was when I became this vampire Santa character and the goth kids started hanging out with me, guys were trying to get pictures of me biting their girlfriends on the food, and I started oh, wow. on the neck and stuff. And uh, you guys know who Ron Jeremy is, right? Oh yeah. 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 Ron. I always thought he should play me in a pork, but what happens is uh, I was at a <laughs> now, uh, that's another story too, but I was at a convention one time and Ron Jeremy came up to me and said, who thought of this vampire Santa thing? And I said, well, that was just a character I created a couple of years back. And he goes, what are you going to do with that? And I said, well, I want to turn it into a movie. And he goes, you're an effing genius. Now, he didn't say effing, he said fucking, but but I said, yeah. you know, that's pretty, that's pretty high praise coming from you, you know. And I said, how do you figure? And he goes, well, you know, every guy that looks like you, that looks like Santa, if they start to get flirtatious with a girl, they come across as, as just kind of creepy and pervy. He said, but when you made the Santa a vampire, everybody knows that vampires are sexual creatures. And I see these guys coming up, and they keep... Like, this one guy had his wife bend over, and you acted like you were biting her ass cheek. And he goes, I can't even get him. <laughs> so, <laughs> bit of, bit of rumble, there. I mean, I think that is an awesome story. I mean, how many people can say that they were actually complimented by Ron Jeremy? And you grabbed his attention. At the one spicy meatball, you know. Well, now, now we so now we just gotta uh, go ahead and call uh, Fox and uh, see if we can get it in for the for the fall lineup. <laughs> you know, uh, I gotta tell you though, it's kind of funny because you know I don't know if you know this or not, but I actually uh, make movies also now. And a long time ago, I was trying to raise money for a film called Next Door that I was doing. And so as I was looking at investors, what happened was I was talking to these guys, and I was at a convention, and this girl walks up to me one day, and she hands me a business card. And I looked at it, and it said she was an actress. And I said, oh, you're an actress? And she goes, yeah. And they said, well, would you have been in anything I'd seen you in? And she goes, do you watch porn? And I said, no. And she goes, well, I'm a porn actress. And she goes, wait a minute. What do you mean you don't watch porn? I thought, oh, you know, all guys do. I said, well, I, I did, but then I realized, Everybody gets lucky in that in those movies, but me. <laughs> I said I tried doing the job delivering pizzas and cleaning swimming pools, but I never got lucky. And so, uh, but what happened was uh, later a midget came up to me and he goes, hands me one of his cards, and I said, now why would I need a dwarf? And he, I mean a midget in my uh, in a movie, and he goes, he goes. Don't you need some naughty elves when you do a, a dirty Santa movie? And I said, I don't know why you guys are thinking I'm going to do a dirty <laughs> Santa movie. But what it was was I was on a radio program, and somebody asked me one day, they said, what's your favorite movie you know, that you've done? And I said, well, I haven't done my favorite movie yet. And I had, said, how many have you done? And I said, about 30. And they said, and none of them are your favorites? And I said, no. They said, how well? Uh, why not? And I said, because I know how my favorite movie is going to end. Now, this is me doing talk radio with somebody and being a comic. And he goes, well, how does your movie end? And I said, 
The movie ends with me standing in a room full of naked women, and they're all exhausted, sexually exhausted, and I with my hat on and my boots in my hand, holding my junk, saying, next, and then it stays flat. And, and so people, people heard me say that, and everybody kept asking me, what's the name of this movie? So one day I was up in Canada, and I was at a convention, and all of a sudden this light went on, and I looked at my buddy, and I said, I just thought of a name for my movie. And he goes, which one? I said, the porno. And he goes, what's that? And I said, Santa does the naughty list. I'm surprised nobody's done that yet. So, <laughs> Sounds like so an interesting classic. That's what yeah. everybody kept talking about. They heard that about that, and they were handing me cards and saying they wanted to be in the movies. Girls were giving me cards telling me they oh, wanted wow. to be in the movies. Oh, wow. And, and of course, this midget wanted to be a dwarf in it. And... Um, <laughs> You know, I tried to raise money for this movie I was doing, and I was talking to these investors, and after they deliberated for a while, I said, well, gentlemen, do we have a deal? They said, we're going to pass on this film, but we are interested in investing in Santa Fe's The Naughty List. <laughs> and here I was like, <laughs> I said, well, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got an instant classic on your hands, so. I thought instant I needed classic. a bad guy who could play Santa, and then I thought Ron Jeremy would be the right one for that. Oh, oh my gosh. Wouldn't he would be the perfect? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I've never seen a Ron Jeremy movie. I promise. I have not seen, you know, the famous song. But that would oh. be hilarious because I've watched him on reality shows, and he's absolutely hilarious. And I could just imagine. Huh? Well, I mean. I said he's a funny guy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I challenged him, though. I walked up to him at a convention in St. Louis, and I said, all right, Jeremy. I said, it's time to get real here. I said, I think my sexual organ is bigger than yours. And he goes, really? He goes, because, you know. I'll just throw mine on the table right here. I don't care. And I said, really? And he said, I said, I don't think I can get mine to, uh, out of my head. And he goes, what? And I said, you know, my brain is my sexual, biggest sexual organ. And he goes, oh, you probably had me there. That's because you didn't try to sword fight with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although that would have been an interesting sight. That would have been an interesting sight. Harry and Josh. Santa versus the Groundhog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're thrusting and carrying. Uh, <laughs> yeah. God, that's a sight to think of. This is when I got to so, go back to one of my favorite quotes. Oh my gosh, I need a female on the show with me. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, and, and I. The continues again. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Let me get out of my body here. <laughs> well, Tom, I, somebody tells me I think we made the the naughty list this year. <laughs> uh, well, I always make it every year. Yes, and well, I want a million seller and a Powerball ticket, winning Powerball ticket. Yeah, <laughs> I'm only asking for two things. Everybody asked me for money and lottery tickets. Either one of those, I would be a counterfeiter and thrown in jail. (laughs) So, 
didn't work. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll, I'll break that cycle for you. I'd like a PS5, please. <laughs> oh, PS5? Wait a minute. i got to yes. check my list. Uh, <laughs> 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 Oh, I'm having a lot of fun on the show. This is great. It uh, always is. I do. Well, I, do sir, get get <laughs> I do want to get into something serious with you because I know that you. We're we're going to get into serious. We're going to get this out of the way just for a second, and we'll have funny games again. You suffered a major brain injury. Yep, I did. How are you doing guess, with that? Well, you know, that that doesn't kill us makes us stronger, right? Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, people ask me all the time, they go, hey, Sal, how you doing? And I go, well, I woke up this morning, and then I don't say anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like what George, George Burns, he said, um, Every morning I lay in bed and I look at the obituaries. When I realize that my name's not in the obituaries, I'll get up and get out of bed. Yeah, there you go. But, you know, uh, I got to tell you, the only other thing that uh, I had basically a stroke caused by a uh, ruptured blood vessel in my head. Oh, wow. uh, The doctor told me not only was he surprised I was still alive, but... The fact is, is uh, I did not lose any of my cognitive abilities. I uh, I was in the hospital or in a rehab center, and they were checking to see how my mind was working. So the gal pulls out a math book they used, and she was giving me uh, numbers to add up and stuff. And she gave me a pad and pencil, and, and then she was telling me, you know, giving me these math problems. And I was just answering her. And she would go to the back of the book to check my answers, and she goes, you're right. Then finally she goes, how are you doing this? You're not even writing anything down. I said, well, honey, I learned how to do it without a calculator. And so what happened was, uh, you know, I I quit my radio show because I thought my speech was messed up, but everybody tells me I sound okay. And uh, I only lost... Uh, two things as a result of it. I lost use of my left arm and I lost use of my left eye. And what happens is, uh, yeah, and my right eye is not all that great. So what happens is I have to magnify my computer screen like 750 times to read it. But I I still went to a tennis uh, tournament this past weekend. Uh, Pictures are on Facebook. And uh, what happened was... My eye doctor, when I saw him on Monday, he said, uh, "He said, could you even see the tennis ball? I said, Doc, I didn't go to watch the tennis ball. He goes, you didn't? And I said, no, what I went for is because it was mixed doubles, and so half of the people there were women with long legs and short skirts. Don't worry, you got a good view. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I was still watching, you know, my head was moving around. You know, I was watching them as they ran to hit the ball. So, everybody <laughs> thought I was watching the ball. That's right. He's a really major tennis fan. <laughs> so, like, he had a full recovery. 
Yeah, yeah they're like three days in a row is the tournament. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love this guy. But I'm Jing. We hit Yahtzee. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I think that's great because, you know, that I'm watching you in the. I have a vision of you in the stands that are trying to get that out of my head. As I'm trying to ask you this question. It's my standard question in the stands. <laughs> now we need to make translate for everybody. <laughs> I gotta tell you though, it's one of the I'm, I'm freaking crap. I got tears rolling just like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm sorry, I'm laughing so hard. I'm going to drink my box that stuff. <laughs> I don't know, Sal. Maybe okay, okay. Beach volleyball. Okay. Uh, I don't oh, yeah, think that. Maybe you should have gone for beach volleyball that, instead. There yeah, is something. There was a time when I was down in the Georgia in the Georgia area. That's where I had this happen. And I, when I got out of the hospital, I saw uh, my eye doctor, and he said. Are you doing any eye exercises? I said, yeah, every day I go to the beach and watch the girls jog. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, that counts. Yeah. Well, we see, now, uh, now, bring it to, now, now we got to get you down this way to Florida so that, that you can really have some fun with the uh, mud wrestling. Uh, you, know what yeah. I'm having fun with? you know what I'm having fun with is when I'm like when, the, when I run into a girl and she says, are your eyes really that bad? And I say, yep, I'm pretty sure if you lift up your shirt, I won't see a thing. That'll be 2020 real quick. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm, 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 I'm literally got tears rolling down my face. I'm laughing so hard. Well, oh. well, consider, well consider yourself lucky on that one, Sal. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. One of our uh, running jokes down here, uh, my wife still likes to bring up and, and talk about at times. Um, in one sense, you, you and I are in a similar boat. I'm, I'm legally blind without my glasses. So um, I, I went in to uh, get my eye exam, and it was a new doctor. And uh, we went through all the all the normal stuff, going through the you know, reading the list, everything else. She's like, okay, you're all done. And I got my, I had my uh, arm stretched out, and I'm like, "Wow, your hand's really soft." And doctor's like, um, "Mr. Brower, that's my chest." I'm like, "Oh, okay." So my glasses are further down, but uh, listen, good news for you, doc. I don't feel any lumps. Yeah. What the hell? It brings up another point, though. Since I have had this brain injury, I've become very familiar with the ADA, you know, the American Disabilities Act. And yep. you know what that is, right, where they're supposed to provide accommodation for people who are handicapped. Yep. Yeah. So I was, 
I was at Western Kentucky University recently, and the girls' volleyball team was there. And I said to one of them, I said, are you familiar with the ADA? And she goes, no. And then one of the other girls said, yeah, I know what that is. And I said, well, then maybe you should tell me so I make sure you know what you're saying. And she goes, yeah. It says that if you're handicapped, we're supposed to do, people are supposed to do things to accommodate you. She said, that's correct. And I said, have you ever noticed how a blind man sees? And she goes, what? You mean like with a cane? And I said, no, when he tells the girl, can I see your face? She goes, oh, yeah, they feel of it. And I said, yep, that's true. And I said, now, let me post something to you. I said, if I'm blind, uh, you know, most sighted guys can look at a girl and say, nice rack, or it must be kind of cold out. And I said, well, a blind guy can't. And I said, so. Would you be offended if I reached out and felt your breast, you know? And she goes, well, that would get your face slapped. I said, wouldn't you be breaking the law if you did that? And she goes, oh, my God! <laughs> and I said, well, when I become totally blind, I'm going to start advocating for blind people's rights to feel breasts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God! You, you would be like the Peter Griffin of... The one thing, the one thing I I gotta say about this, I'm telling you, you you've had me on the floor. I mean, well, I wasn't on really on the floor, but I I am just cracking up laughing listening to your stories. You're you're taking a sense of humor about all this, and a lot of people are just like. Screw you! But yeah, you're not. You're like I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna fight this. I'm. I'm not done. You know, they said I was though. Uh, before this happened to me, I was so busy that I was getting film offers, and I was. Uh, I, there was a one. Uh, it happened to me in uh, September, and that following month in October, there were five weekends, and I was scheduled to appear at a convention every weekend that month, all five weeks. Oh, wow. And what happened was, and just before the month started that I was going to be going to these conventions, this happened to me. So uh, what happened was when I finally got out of rehab and stuff, I called my manager, Beth, up, and I said, you know what? I'm ready to get back on the road again and make some money. You know, I'd already appeared in one film, and I'd already done stand-up on one stage. And she said, okay, I'll see what I can do. So she called around, and she called me back and said, Sal, I know this is going to break your heart. She goes, but everybody says you're dead. And I said, I'm not dead. She said, well, they said I heard he died. And when I say, no, no, he just had a brain injury, they said, well, he's dead in this business. And so... I was really kind of bummed out as, for a while, but then I, was, I got determined I was not going to be dead in this business. So I sat down, and I, and I wrote uh, a script for a movie called Vampire Santa. It had been rolling around in my head for a while, and when I submitted it um, to uh, some uh, festivals and stuff, what happened was I was told it was too much for one script, so I turned that one script into seven other scripts. Oh, and, wow. Uh, now I've got, wow, nice. I've got eight. That's impressive. That's nice. Yep. 
I've got seven movie scripts, all full-length films, based on uh, one story. And so they're uh, serialized, like uh, Star Wars. And uh, mm-hmm. but uh, and then I've got an, uh, an eighth movie, and that one there, it's more like a Rocky Horror Picture Show type thing. It's a musical soft porn Christmas film. <laughs> well, you have me at Rocky Horror, so. Uh... Let, yeah. let, me, let me know when let me, let me know when when it's gonna premiere. Alrighty. Uh, Same here. So I'll probably be on this I show do. announcing those kinds of things. Well, that'll be even better. That'd be cool. Yep. So, um, if we if, if we can coordinate it, maybe we'll even try to do a live show from the premiere. Make it really fun. Hey, there's we're on to cool. something now. Yeah. Now this first this first movie I'm doing is called The Beginning, obviously, and I've got some really good people in it. I've got some uh, actors from The Walking Dead. I've uh, got some well-known horror actors who have signed on. You know, I hope I can afford them. I'm trying to raise all the money up to get it made, but I've got people like Debbie Rashawn that are interested. Um, I don't know if you guys know who uh, Debbie Dutch is, but Debbie Dutch has a good role in it. And, uh, I've, I've heard the I've name. Got, yeah, she's known as the Hollywood Warrioress. But she's always playing, uh, like, uh, you know, she was in movies like uh, where she plays, uh, what do you call those gals? A, uh, you know, the warrior type gals, like uh, an Amazon. Like a Valkyrie. Valkyries? Yeah. Yeah. And so she's a great looking gal, big boobs, small waist, and. Uh, you know, she appears nude in this, and uh, I've got Donna Hamlin, who's a martial arts uh, sword fighter coming from L- uh, Las Vegas. I've got, uh, um, I think I mentioned it or Sean already. Oh, and Ron, um, not Ron Jeremy, but... Uh, I was going to say, uh, you better say Ron Jeremy, and you almost did. No, 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 no. But I do have some up-and-coming stars, like uh, there's a little gal who... Her dad is a police officer, and he was at a convention I was working at. And this girl came up to me and said she wanted to be an actress. And I said, well, you know, it's pretty hard work. And I said, but if you get a little older and you're still interested, I'll try to get you into something. So he contacted me and said, oh, remember when you told McKenna? So McKenna Road is her name. She's a, uh, a very attractive little girl, and she came to the set, and she nailed her part. And uh, she had all of her lines down, and she was really good. Uh, her delivery was great. And she's now been booked in about eight other films. And so oh, nice. I told I tell her dad all the time, I go, I hope she remembers that I started her in all this. And he goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, but. So that's great. Uh, I mean, you know, you're paving the road. Yeah. 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 I like to help out people where I can. Uh, I know that's, you that's good. Like I said, you're such a nice guy. Well, you know, I hope that's the reason why people love me. And um, now, because of popular demand, I'm starting to get back out there again. You know, I mean, I'm making films. I've, we've already started shooting uh, this year, and we're going to hopefully do the main uh, 
you know, if I get all the money together, we're supposed to do principal photography next year. I'm, uh, I've got a cast of over a hundred extras and, you know, good actors, uh, well-known actors, some of them. And then, um, let me see what else. I, oh, and I've started to go to conventions again starting this month. At the end of this month, I'm going to be in a little town called Post Town, Ohio. And uh, it's outside of Cincinnati. And I'm going to be there signing autographs called NonCon. And uh, there's more about that on my Facebook page. And then after that, I'm doing a movie night in uh, the 1st of October in Owensboro, Kentucky, where they're going to be showing some of my films. I'll be there signing autographs and stuff and appearing as the Vampire Santa. And then finally, uh, I'm going to be at uh, Scarefest, the first really big horror convention I've been at since all this happened. But they're bringing me that's back. That's great. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, and, that's good. Uh, I'm going to have some of my cast members there and my doppelganger, Bobby Gray. I found a guy who looks so much like me that my wife and daughter couldn't tell us apart in our pictures. Oh, wow. Wow. That's, that's kind of like uh, the little dilemma between uh, Tom and I, where we both sound alike. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> and on radio, that can be quite confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, it's also like, equally saw, fun. Oh, yeah, we've <laughs> had some fun with it, yeah. <laughs> so I'll be doing all the usual things I do at conventions, giving away T-shirts to girls and show me their boobs. Can we FaceTime you and show you our boobs, and then we get, we get the free Nick. Show well, your boobs. If you look, if you look I'll show my, my boobs. boobs. I'll tell you Nick how says he'll show his boobs for a shirt. Hmm? Uh, you know what? If Nick's gonna do it, I'll do it too. Uh, no, no, it doesn't work for the guys. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. I have to wear a I'll just, I'll just, I have to wear a I just Brado. moved the camera. I just moved the camera. What happened was I was at a convention one time in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I had these T-shirts that said, I slept with Sal Lizard. It had my picture on it. And I sold those mm-hmm. things. This girl walked up and said, I really want one of those shirts. And I said, you do? She goes, yeah. I said, okay, it's $20. And she goes, but I don't have any money. I said, well, then I guess you can't have a shirt. She goes, how about if I show you my kids? Can I, can I get a shirt? I said, well, my eyes aren't that great. Yeah. I said, if you'll show your tits for three seconds, then, yeah, I'll give you a shirt. So she raised her shirt up, and I counted them off, 1,001, 1,002, 1,003. And I gave her a shirt. Well, That would have been a no-brainer. Yeah, right. comes over a little later and says, a friend of mine got a T-shirt from you. And I said, okay. And she goes, I want one, too. And I said, $20. She goes, she got hers for free. I said, no, she didn't. She goes, yeah, she didn't pay you anything. I said, oh, no, she paid. I said, are you willing to pay what she paid? And she goes, yeah. And so I said, all right, three seconds. And so she did. And Kayla Perkins was a young actress next to me. She's like 22 years old, I think. And she goes, man, Sal, I've known you for years. And she goes, I've never seen you do this. And she goes, uh, I'm got, but I'll tell you one thing, though. I can't sit next to you anymore. And I said, why? I didn't mean to offend you. She goes, 
No, she goes, these girls have nice breasts. I might turn into a lesbian if I hang out with you. <laughs> That's funny. And after that, after that, I got some T-shirts made that I flashed out and blizzard my boots for this T-shirt. And hey, it is over and do it. And I had mothers and daughters come and do it together. And I had no! like a... I had one gal who came up to me and told me she wanted one and she flashed her boobs. And I looked at her and said, how old are you, honey? She said, 16. I said, no, you can't do it. So then her mom was <laughs> if I flash you my boobs, can I get a T-shirt for my daughter? I said, I guess you can. So that's what she yeah. did. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need to do this at my conventions. Last time right? I did this character. <laughs> The last time I was at Scarefest, the same place I'm going to this October, I gave away like 37 T-shirts that weekend. Get down. Oh my goodness. Okay, so here's what we got to do. We 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 we, we got to figure out how to get you and uh, Tom as table mates. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, pull through my book while you're doing it too. It's kind of funny because now they tell me all the time. Every time. I was right at the end there. Every time I do a convention, they kept saying, "Everybody wants a table next to yours." <laughs> they go, "Can't figure out." <laughs> That's what I'm You're a great tipper. That's why they want your table. <laughs> now, actually, what's funny is, I, there was a time when people would come up to me and just talk because some people find me entertaining, and so. What they would do is they just hang up my table and talk, and I'd tell jokes and stuff. And then I realized I'm not really selling anything, you know, because these people that do this, most of them have already bought my merch. And so <laughs> I I finally got to the point where I started telling people, would you do me a favor? Don't cash block me. Get out of here. <laughs> and well, that, didn't work. that didn't work all the time. I finally put up a sign that said, you know, I'm an entertainer by trade, so if you are entertained while you're here, please consider tipping me, you know? And what happened was I had this base there. Hell, there was one day on one weekend where I had like $180 in that tip jar. Wow. Not bad. You know, not bad. Not bad at all. <laughs> I tell you, I love having fun. I love making people laugh. Because I mean, you, like you said, you you did you you've done stand up. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it makes it kind of interesting because a lot of guys have tried to do what I do, and they just get in trouble. And I said, you know, when you're an actual stand up comic, you learn to read the crowd, and you can tell what you can get away with and what you can't. Yeah, I, I, I. I've met a lot of stand-up comics. In fact, we've had a lot of stand-up comics. In fact, the guy goes, nah, 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 at the beginning of the show. So, right, that is uh, by Steve Mingola, who I met in Columbia, South Carolina, as a stand-up, well, he still is a stand-up comedian. Yeah, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, comedy is hard, and public speaking is hard. You put those two together... Yeah, that that's probably is has has to be the hardest job in the world. Would you I agree don't know. with that? What happens is, who me? No. no. 
It just comes naturally to me. As a matter of fact, you know, I used to work in radio, and I'm talking about terrestrial radio, and they Uh hired me because uh, they had a class every Monday, and see, I was hired to do sales, and they had a class every Monday where they were trying to teach people how to sell, and it was a mandatory meeting everybody had to go to, but I didn't have to go to it. And one day somebody asked the sales director, they said, how come Sal doesn't have to go to any of these meetings? They said, have you ever been out with Sal? And they said, no. He goes, well, you know, the hardest thing to do is to ask for money for people. And he goes, Sal walks into, said Sal will walk into somebody and he'll say, can I help you? And he'll say, yep, write me a check. And he'll say, what? And he'll say, I'm a sales guy. I need to go home with a check. And they'll say, well, no, I can't just write you a check. And he goes, and then he says, well, let me tell you about what I'm offering you. And when I've spoken enough, you can write me a check. And so what happens is they, and I would be about halfway through there, and if they, if I had them agreeing and nodding and stuff, I'd say, oh, are you ready to write a check yet? And they'd say no, and I'd say, well, I'll keep talking. And they said, you know, and, and he'll talk to a water spigot. And so I'm not shy. I mean, so, and as far as jokes go, um, I don't know. I just they just come to me naturally. I walk out on the stage, well, with help, right after my brain injury, and I said to everybody, I said, "How many of you people here know me as a stand-up comic?" And a whole lot of people applauded, right? And I said, "Well, fuck you! I just had brain injury. I'm sitting down." And that's what everybody laughed. I did my joke sitting down, and, you know, it's one of those things where I just, I said, you know, and I told stroke jokes, too. I said, you know, when you do a stroke, it affects your brain. I said, now, in my case, it affected my left arm, and I said, why couldn't it have affected that part of my body that would have given me a constant erection? That would have been a stroke <laughs> of luck. That would have been worth having. Uh, <laughs> I'm still stuck on your t-shirt idea for some conventions. You know what? All these guys told me, they go, I wish I had thought of that. And I go, oh, hell, you thought about it. I just had the balls to do it. <laughs> I actually didn't think about it. Well, well I, was at one con- I was at one convention where the guy walks up to me and goes, the guy who was running the bench, and he goes, here's your table. And I said, great. And then the people around me go, oh, good, we're in the dirty section. And he goes, no, there is no dirty section. He looks at me and says, you can't give away any T-shirts this weekend. And I said, why not? He goes, it's a family-friendly place. There's going to be kids here. Well, what happened was I still gave away T-shirts. That's where the lady who got one for her daughter was at. But what it was, the next day when he saw me, he came up to me and goes, damn it, Sal. He goes, I'm seeing all of your kinds of T-shirts around here. And say I splashed Sal Liz for my boobs, and I said, "Oh yeah," and he goes, "Yeah," and I said, "Well, why does that piss you off?" And he goes, "Because my mom's wearing one." And I said, <laughs> <laughs> "He goes, yeah, that's classic. she's my mom." I said, "Well, she's not my mom," and I said, "And besides, she's got a nice rack." And he goes, "Well, it still makes me angry." And I said, "Well, don't look, don't find. I hope you don't run into your aunt or your sister." <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! 
classic. I'm telling you, absolute genius. Yeah, it is. Wish I'd have thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, well, you know what, Tom? I mean, you know, you're you're definitely a lot more quieter than Sal is. So why don't why don't you make a little sign on the table that says, "Would you like a free autographed copy? Ask me how." Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, 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 can, I can I can see Tom going well. Um, you know, you um, you gotta lift your shirt yeah. up and um. You know, catch yeah. that undergarment at the same time. You know, it's a one-stroke motion, and you got to <laughs> hold it for three seconds. You know, I'll I'll find your book. Yeah. Well, usually, if, well, like if they're costume people, they'll pose with my book, and then they'll start looking at it. And, hey, I think I'll get this. So it's like I won't turn away a sale that way. So, you know. You know, uh, I was at, I was at a convention in Syracuse where a guy. And his wife came up. She was kind of dragging him to my table. And she said, I want to get one of these T-shirts. And he looked at it and he goes, I'm not buying you a T-shirt that says you slept with Sal Lizard. And this was before the flashing T-shirt. And so she goes, why not? He goes, because I'm just not going to do it. You're not going to wear something like that out in public. She goes, well, I want a T-shirt. Can I get the other one? The other one said, to some I'm a milf, but to the counter... (laughs) But to the comedy zombie, a mile. Uh, comedy zombie was one of my characters. A mile, a mother I'd like to eat. And so what happened was he goes, well, I'm not going to buy you a shirt that says you're a mother that somebody wants to eat. She goes, well, what if I get an oversized one that I can wear to bed? And he says, well, okay, I'll, I'll do that. So then she has me sign it, and she, took, she had him take the picture of her holding it up in front of her. And then I say, would you like for me to put that in the bag? And she goes, sure. And then she spreads it down on the table. And she goes, by the way, she points to her husband to the last line that said, Mother, I'd like to eat. And she goes, I'm going to wear this every night to bed. And you see this line right here? And he goes, yeah. And she goes, that's a fucking clue, you asshole. And so <laughs> he looked at me, looked at me and I said, dude, you should have just got the first shirt. That way, if she wanted sex, he didn't feel like you could say Go sleep with that Sal Lizard again, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> one of my yeah. Things is a lesbian girl bought one of those shirts that I saw the Sal Lizard, and she told me her girlfriend makes her turn it inside out when she wears it to bed. And I said, That's even better for me because that's my face again. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's good. Oh, my God. <laughs> good. Oh, I think we're going to call you the master. But I'm teen. <laughs> so you like conventions? So, say what? I said so you like conventions. I, I was trying to do Dana Carvey, the church lady. Oh, okay. Well, isn't that special? There we go. They think no, I, you know. <laughs> I, I was trying to add some comedy to it. I'm sorry, you flopped. <laughs> oh, that's all right, Francie. <laughs> Daddy, oh, I got to tell you a story. My mother, one time I went to Indianapolis, Indiana. I was appearing at a comedy club there in uh, Broad Ripple. And I called my mother, who lived in Indianapolis, and I said, Hey, Mom, how you doing? She goes, All right, where are you at, honey? Because she knew I traveled a lot. I said, 
I'm in Broad Ripple, and she goes, you're in town? And I said, yeah. And she goes, you'll come to see me? And I said, well, I can't right now. I'm getting ready to go on stage. And she goes, well, on stage, I said, yeah, tonight I'm, I'm appearing at Crackers Comedy Club. And she goes, why? And I said, what do you mean, why? I'm a stand-up comic. And she goes, well, honey, you're not funny. And I said, <laughs> what do you mean I'm not funny? I said, you know, uh, she goes, I've known you all your life. I was her oldest child. She goes, you went to college, for God's sake. You've always been very serious. And she goes, uh, you can't be serious and be funny. And I said, Mom, trust me, comics are some serious people. And she goes, but they're not that, uh, they can't be, you know, with your education, you were a pre-med student. I said, I know, but she goes, so you can't be that funny. And I said, I am. And she goes, I don't think so. And I said, well, Mom, why don't you come to the comedy club tonight? And she goes, don't those places cost money to get into? I said, I can get you in for free. Don't I have to buy a couple of drinks or eat something? I said, don't worry about that. And she goes, well, you know, the traffic is pretty rough. I said, I'll send a car to pick you up. And she goes, oh, I don't think so. And I said, what do you mean? And she goes, well, let me hear you say get her done, you know. And I said, I'm not going to say that. And she goes, well, you do want me to see you, don't you? And I said, yeah. She goes, let me hear you say get her done. I said, okay, Mom, get her done. She goes, that's not funny. I said, of course not. You've got to have the right, you know, everything for that. And I said, trust me, you'll enjoy my comedy. And she goes, Honey, not everybody can be Jeff Foxworthy funny, but anybody can be Larry the Cable <laughs> And I said, well, come on out, Mom, and listen to my jokes. And she goes, no, I'm not going to come. And I said, why not? And she goes, honey, I'm afraid that if I'm there and I don't laugh at your jokes, you'll feel uh, brokenhearted and discouraged. And you know that Aww. lady went to her grave and never saw me do stand-up. So Aww. you know what I did? I told jokes at her funeral. I figured, what the heck? One way or another, I was going to do, uh, you know, perform in so front of be your audience. Yeah, yeah captive right. audience. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it was funny. I can't be funny because I'm too smart, according to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, I actually read an autobiography. I, I, I told you I was stalking you today. Um, you did, your, your mom was a single mom that raised you, and you have a lot of brothers and sisters. I do. Mom, mom was a very friendly girl. (laughs) (laughs) And you you really didn't get to know your dad very much because I guess, uh, they got divorced really Soon. Well, actually, they didn't get married until after I was born. And then my brother, the next one in line, he was born, but they were divorced by then because uh, she kept my dad like to have fun with other lots of women. So, anyway, what happened was, uh, yeah, she grew up as uh, I grew up as uh, with a single mother and uh, a whole lot of uncles. And I have brothers and sisters all over the place. But yeah, I love and, my uh, mom. Oh, yeah. Uh, that that definitely shows. That is something that I have read, how much you loved your mom. 
Well, I realized and, something, and that was, you know, she would do anything to make sure that we were fed and clothed and housed. And she always made sure that you got that special Christmas present every Christmas. <laughs> oh, yeah, she did. She made sure we always had a good Christmas. And sometimes, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, to be honest with you, when we were, when I was a little boy, we were so poor that mom was a single mother and it was hard for her to be socially acceptable. So she, it was hard for her to find jobs and stuff. And we lived in a house where the landlord, he came over occasionally and spent the night, but, uh, and the neighbors would provide us with fish or when they would go fishing or they'd go hunting, they'd bring over some meat. Otherwise, if they didn't have fish or meat for us, uh, game, we ate nothing but potatoes and uh, beans. And that was it. Oh, oh I bet there was a oh. lot of gas flowing around. You're the problem. Still that is. Global warming. Yep. My granddaughter, she still loves She goes, Papa, you farted. And I go, yeah, I did. She goes, so then she'll raise her leg up and fart. My granddaughter, she goes, told her, her grandfather, she goes, I love to fart. Papa farts. I grew up, you know, not very rich either as, you know, we were in the poverty level also. And uh, when I went to a restaurant, I thought that every food was a bean. And my mom said that one time we went to a restaurant because I had to go potty. And instead of going to the bathroom, I ran up to the counter and said, I want a bean. I want a bean. <laughs> so I know what you're talking about with the bean and potatoes. Yeah. Yeah, my mom struggled, but boy, I tell you, she took care of us. It, uh, my mom did too. You know, she gave up a lot of stuff for us to have stuff. And uh, yep. you know, those 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 are the people that you look up to. You're just like, man. And you look at them and you think about everything. You're like, how the hell did you do it? Yeah, my mom. She, uh, she what are those secrets? But uh, I would say rest her soul, but I figure, you know, she's uh, she didn't come to my performance, so screw her. (laughs) 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 No, actually, to be honest with you, I love my mother, and uh, I met my dad when I was 50 years old, and I had a lot of fun with that because I was sitting on uh, Facebook one night, and a window popped up, and this girl says, I think you're my brother. And wow. what happened was my, my grandmother had told her that she had a brother. And so she asked my dad and his wife, her mother, she said, I heard I have a brother. And they said, no, that's not possible. And so then what happened was when she met me, she saw my picture. She said, you know, I look just like her dad. And, um, uh, so what happened was uh, I found out from my aunt that she was my sister. So when I went to meet her and my other two sisters, it was kind of funny because I also met my stepmother. And I told the girl, I found out where my sense of humor came from. It came from my 
my dad's side of the family because they all have warped senses of humor, too. So I told him, I said, I'm going to have fun when I meet uh, my stepmother. And Frosty, my dad, by the way, his name was Frosty. That's what everybody called I was going to say, uh, yeah, you Frosty because <laughs> he had the beard and everything like you did. And he, uh-huh. yeah, I told you I stalked you. <clears throat> yep. And what happened was uh, when uh, they said, you know, that I was coming to town, he got really worried. He said, well, I guess we're going to have to D- have a DNA test. And my one sister who had always wanted a brother, she was really angry. She goes, oh, so I could, he could be my real brother. And she, he goes, yeah. And she goes, well, you're not going to need a DNA test. He looks just like you. So then he said, well, I never saw him before. And then when oh, he wow. met me, he goes, I time I saw you, you were only a year and a half old. And boy, that really put her over the top. But wow. while I was shaking his wife's hand, I really shook it hard, which made her chest jiggle. And I looked at her and I said, you know what, I just realized something. Of all the people in this room, you're the only one I'm not related to. And I said, you have a hell of a rack, lady. And boy, she grabbed her. <laughs> oh, my God. Welcome but, to the family. That's uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Show me your boobs. <laughs> so anyway, it was uh, it's been pretty crazy. But yeah, I met my dad. Then he's passed on also now. So yeah. But he said, I would hope that you could find it in your heart to forgive me. And I said, Oh, I forgave you long ago. And he goes. I don't know how you could have. You didn't know me. And I said, well, to be honest with you, Pop, I said, I've been, uh, I've lived for a while, and I said, I've known a lot of girls in my life, and I'm pretty sure I pissed off a few of them. I said, I didn't mean to, but I, you know, you can't help but hurt people sometimes. And I said, and I would, but I think I'm a pretty good guy, and I would hope they would forgive me. And he said, but I realized one time that I couldn't expect people to forgive me if I wasn't willing to forgive them. So I forgave you before I ever met you. Which, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We want to walk peacefully. That's actually and, very powerful yeah. words. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it is. That, you know, and, I mean, I, I, I know for a lot of people, that's one of the hardest things to do. So just to uh, to be able to go through with it, hats off to you I mean, there, Sal. Yep. I've been told by a lot of people, I'm weird the way I think and stuff. Like when I was a young man, some of you guys might might, uh, recognize this. Now, like I said, I'm six years old. So when I was a young man, I'm talking like back in 1972 or whatever. What happened was uh, I dated a lot of girls while I was in college. And I used to give five keys out to my apartment. And I would tell the girls, be sure to call before you come over because I may not be alone. There's four other keys out there. (laughs) Oh, you're a player. Swing in seventies. Oh, we are oh, hey, about we... to be cut off. So I want you back. I want you back. Oh yeah. We got a lot of talk. We got a still a. We've only like dug the surface. We've only just. Sal, begun. I want you back. Yeah. Hey, oh, you come back, I think Sal. we lost Sal. Sal, we lost Sal. Oh, you're going to lose me, too, because I got to crash. 
I know. He's he's amazing, isn't he? Oh, yeah. We got to have him back. He's fun. Yeah, we we definitely got to have him. All right. uh, We dropped his call, and we are in archive right now. I swear I did not hang up on him because I was talking to him, and I was going to say we're about to be cut off, and I don't. Yeah. All right. Um, I did not hang up on him. I promise. Uh, I will message him. Yeah, we gotta get we gotta get him back on because he's he's actually lived an adventurous life. He was talking about he went to medical school. Yeah, he was a emergency medical technician in environmental health. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of things that he has done. So I want to touch on a lot more of that. And yep, he's a vampire. Yeah, we we, vampire. we got we we got to get Sal back. I I absolutely adore Sal. Uh, listen to Sal. I promise I did not hang up on Sal, and I promise I wouldn't do that. All right. So well, good night, uh, everybody. Good All right, night, good night, you guys. And remember, you're going to dream about Sal watching. Uh, you know, him watching Oops. it in this match. Yeah. Good night, everybody. It's been real. It's been fun. So it's been really fun. And and thank you, uh, uh, William and Tom, for coming on here for this special show. Oh, anytime. Anytime at all. I, I think it was a great show. And, yes, I totally agree. The three of us make a great team. Here we go. Let's do David Lee Roth calls into Francie and Friends. All right. Uh, hey, guys, in honor of the Grammys, I have a, a rock and roll legend, a rock and roll Hall of Famer here with me. Guy had a record come out last Tuesday. He sold over 100 million records worldwide. You want me to see if I can get him on the line? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hey, Congrats to whomever that is. Diamond, you. <laughs> So, so uh, Melody, are you going to be oh, hold on, John guys. Philbin when you're out there? Hold on. I don't know. I mean, I don't think he appreciate me discussing his personal life either, but hopefully. I mean, he it's lives like, in my sister's neighborhood. I have yet to visit my sister, but they, they actually are practically neighbors. Oh, very cool. Wait, wait. I think we got a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer coming in. Okay. He, awesome. he's, he's willing to sing for us, but I don't think he wants to talk. Is that cool with you guys? Yeah. Okay. Is it going on? He wants us to do the chorus. I think we'll know his voice. I'm gonna I'm gonna hand him the fold. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. I live my life like there's no tomorrow. All I've got, I have still. Least I don't need to beg or borrow. I'm living at a place like you. Woo! Running with the devil. Wow. I'm, I'm trying to great. think. I, I, yeah! Hey, you, you <laughs> tell David Lee Roth there's another Hoosier on the phone here. <laughs> From his hometown. We got all right, guys. Good night, everybody. <laughs> all right, all right. Somebody go for singing. Who was that? It was David Lee Roth. What, David Lee Roth? Really? What? Really? Yes. 
You missed out on something. David Lee Roth just sang live on our show. <laughs> Get Diamond I'm so Day with mad he's another... with David Madison right now. Holy crap! Wait, 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 this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.